Today's podcast is brought to you by Spring City. Spring City combines decorative historic streetscape luminaries, lampposts, bollards, and traffic control pieces with modern advanced technologies. They take pride that their products are designed and manufactured in the U.S. by American craftsmen who merge advanced engineering with old world manufacturing. From smart city connectivity, dark sky compliance, to custom design pieces, contact Spring City's knowledgeable staff to walk you through from planning to installation. Visit springcity.com or call Tracy Wolf at 610-569-4224 for more information. Welcome to Season 5 of ICMA's Local Gov Life. I'm your host, Erica White. This season, we're looking at gnarly problems, which is also the theme of August's Public Management Magazine. Each episode will feature local government professionals telling their stories and sharing experiences with some particularly difficult problems facing their jurisdiction. This episode focuses on strategic planning. Whether you're a seasoned manager or new to the game, going through the strategic planning process is equally fun and challenging. The strategic planning process aims to answer these three questions. Where are we? Where do we want to go? And how do we get there? And according to one of today's guests, approving a strategic plan is one of the most important decisions any governing body makes. Our first segment features Kel Wang, Corporate Performance Lead, and Michael Sambier, Strategic Coordinator, both from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. They're the authors of PM's August 2019 article, Strategic Planning Revisited. Kel and Michael wanted to make a point to highlight that this is a brand new strategic plan, with the main focus being on engagement and input from community stakeholders. They explain why this focus was so critical to their strategic planning process. It's actually very important to have that community-centered approach, you know, um, you know, for for that work, you know, strategic planning work. So you want to actually to create, um, you know, culture of, uh, you know, community engagement and collaboration. I think by the very action of engaging with the community, you're you're actually engaging twice because you're you're gathering inputs, and as you move through the process, you end up with a vision hopefully, one that resonates with the community because it begins with the community. But that vision, again, then circles back and is for the community, is for the organization, and it is for the leadership. So it really is a bit of a virtuous circle. Cal further explains the evidence-based approach they took. So essentially, you know, evidence-based approach, um, we, we talk about, you know, the, you know, cascade, you know, from the, um, based on the final approach, you know, feedback from the public, we have a vision, then cascade that from the vision, you know, goal, uh, goal statement and the indicators. And from there, you know, you identify a series of actions to deliver. So that is the gist of the evidence-based uh, approach. So here in Edmonton, though, uh, um, you know, we uh, create, you know, the, the different uh, structure and the components in the, you know, strategic plan connect Edmonton. So if you go to um, Edmonton.ca, you know, um, and search Connect Edmonton, you can find the plan, you can see the details, it's all linked. So the key components are highlighted. We measure towards those key components. 
So that helps to to focus, you know, focus for you know identifying the actions, and from there, you know, we you know do uh, two things. Number one is we create a corporate business plan, corporate business plan for the city of uh, Edmonton, you know, the administration, the local government. So what the local government can do uh, within the whole realm of you know the the strategic plan, you know, we have you know a set of the priorities uh, for the government. So in addition to that, we also have a narrative uh, in the strategic plan. It's called an invitation. So invitation to the community uh, in terms of individuals, organizations, other orders of the government, because we know it's a community plan. So make a, a difference for for the community. Um, you know, it takes everyone's effort, not just you know the local government. As Cal just mentioned. Edmonton is actually creating two separate plans through its strategic planning process: a community plan and an operation plan. The community plan is intended to increase transparency and community buy-in, while the operation plan provides a roadmap to executing the vision and goals from the city's strategic plan. Up to this point, we've only covered Edmonton's process, but the biggest question for our listeners is: What role do local government leaders play in this process? Kel explains. In our case,、uh, the organizational leader did not have a visible role when the plan was、uh, um, developed. So essentially, it's a really a facilitated role, you know, behind、um, all things to bring things together. Per, you know,、um, as granular、uh, as. You know,、uh, provide project you know support you know for this strategic planning、uh, process. But when the plan is created, you know this role takes the leadership role、uh, in terms of implementation, communication. So you want actually to、um, to help to bring you know the organization, you know elected officials,、um, and even the community together because you know、um, you are in that you know the conduit. You are the key conduit in that process. So how are you going to actually support the, you know, project team and to ensure the organization、uh, is committed, you know, to this process, and you know that role is, you know, essential. While the leader is integral to supporting the process, Kel and Michael played a critical role in gathering data and input from all stakeholders and incorporating all that information in the strategic plan. Their article explains how they utilized a stakeholder relationship funnel, with community at the top, employees in the middle, and elected officials at the bottom, to help develop the plan's vision. Michael explains. What a funnel does is it focuses and、uh, it distills things down. We have three elements to that funnel around the community, and then the organization with its leadership and the employees, and then with The governing leadership,、um, but you begin wide open. A lot comes in, and you have to somehow make sense of what's coming in and focus it and distill it. And what's neat about the analogy that we've created is it really is a collaborative approach that involves those three elements of the community, the organization, and the governing leadership, because each of them. If you look in the article, has a certain perspective or plays a certain role, and and as that information comes in, or or those or those aspirations of the community, 
each of those, it, it goes through sort of like a filter, and in the end, it distills your vision and really does focus everything to come in to begin to make sense about then going forward. As Cal and Michael noted, Edmonton went through a very comprehensive and time-consuming strategic planning process. Cal provides some context about why they undertook this kind of holistic process and why the plan is critical to the future of their community. So Edmonton is a, a mid-sized municipality in, in Canada. It's the capital city of Alberta. Um, it's a city of one million people. And, you know, we have experienced significant growth actually in the last 10 years. But because of, you know, the economy and everything, we are actually at, a, you know, an interesting point in time. Uh, the strategic planning process actually gives us, uh, you know, a very interesting perspective. Think about the growth we have experienced, you know, in the last decade. And now, let's just look at the growth for the next decade. So we actually leverage this, you know, to make choices, to make choices where, where the community want to go, how the local government can support, you know, in achieving that. So I think that is a little bit of the context, you know, behind the Connect Edmonton the strategic plan. This is integral to what Edmonton accomplished with their strategic planning. A community-centered process provided a key direction for the work this local government will be doing for their community. For more information and to download a copy of Edmonton's strategic plan, visit edmonton.ca. Our next segment features Angelica Waddell, Marketing and Communications Director for the National Research Center, or NRC. The NRC is a leading research and evaluation firm focusing on public sector research needs in areas including nonprofit agencies, healthcare providers, foundations, and local governments. Angelica has been featured in webinars and at conferences, focusing on how to properly use community input in the strategic planning process. The National Community Survey, or NCS, is a product from the NRC and provides a research-based snapshot of community livability, as well as resident perspectives about local government services, policies, and management. The NCS is conducted in hundreds of communities across the United States. As Angelica notes, local governments collect data through surveys, like the NCS. But as an organization, you can't just sit on this data because it's not an egg, so it won't hatch. But she has a process to make sure this doesn't happen to you and your organization. The process is her six E's of action. These E's help you navigate the strategic planning process from the kickoff to the implementation of your strategic plan. The first two E's are engage, and envision. Have a goal. You need to have a plan. But not only do you need to have goals and objectives, you need to be engaging. So engaging your staff and your team that's going to be helping you pull this through. Engaging counsel. And also, why not engage residents, right? If you're in local government and you're wanting to serve the residents and you want their input, this is a really great opportunity to get your residents involved with your strategic plan. And so you can be communicating with them through your public outreach channels and let them know what's going on. Let them know what you want to, what you need to hear from them to help you move forward. So if you have a question about something, should we put this here? How should we spend this tax dollars here? That kind of stuff. Or are you happy with the condition of the roads on your street? <laughs> you can ask your residents and they can help you a lot. So engagement, engagement is huge. The next E of action is education. 
As Angelica explains, education is as important to the process as engagement, because the public may not have the background to provide useful engagement or insight without it. And their informed engagement is critical to the process. One example that I really love is Greeley. Uh, Greeley, Colorado had a, had a campaign called Greeley Unexpected. And they wanted to change the the perception of, of their city. They didn't want people to think of it as, oh, just this cow town on the way to Fort Collins. They wanted people to think of it as a thriving community with art and um, things to do. And, you know, there's a, a university there, but there's more, so much more. And so they put this whole education campaign about all the great things that they're doing, all the festivals, all the art, all of the music, everything that they were doing that people could get behind. And it was a really good education campaign. The fourth E of action is earmark. Earmarking helps local governments operationalize their strategic planning vision. So this is the one that local governments are oftentimes really confronted with a lot of pressures to improve. But this is one that's important because once you have an idea, people are on board or maybe, you know, you know what they are looking at. You have your education campaign already going out. All those other things, now you can start looking at how are we going to allocate our funds. Angelica's talking here about priority-based budgeting. This is when local governments consider both their strategic planning framework and their available resources to help develop their budgets. This helps prioritize an organization's programs. Now that you've earmarked and integrated your strategic plan into your organization's operations, it's time to enact and evaluate the final two E's of action. Angelica uses the example of a local pilot program to help frame this idea. Sometimes if you're having a pilot program, you may not necessarily go forward with it in the end, but that might be the strategic plan of this particular thing you're working on. So you might enact and then the next step is going to come in. And this is evaluate. So whenever you do anything, you want to make sure that you're measuring your performance. This is going to be the thing that lets you know if it was successful or not. If you need to tweak your plan or if you need to continue moving forward and how can you beat your performance next time, right? So this is where you want to make sure and take a look at all of your your analytics, if it was a campaign like a Greeley Unexpected and you wanted to see uh, if the educational campaign was reaching residents, you might want to ask them, for example, in a survey, how did they hear about the Greeley Unexpected? What are their perceptions of things, right? You might want to take a look at your digital analytics. If you went on to social media, for example, and use those campaigns in, in the uh, campaign you outreach to, to residents, and then you can take a look at those and see, were people engaging with you? Were they joining in your groups that you were creating? Were they talking about it on Nextdoor with you? There's a lot of different things that you can do to take a look and see how you are evaluating yourself. You can take a look and see your performance. So I think it's a great idea to have an integrative approach with evaluation. One thing that's very helpful for a lot of local governments is indeed a survey research or some kind of feedback tool, because that's going to be a great way to get a lot of questions answered all in one place. And then you can take that back and you can take a look at those results and then compare them to Envision. So we had some goals, right? You had maybe your goal was to increase traffic in the area. So you start asking questions about mobility and traffic, those types of things, because 
people were indicating it was a huge problem before. Well, now, after you've done your strategic plan and maybe you've done a pilot program and you've gone all the way through the process and now you're at Evaluate, you can take a look and see, well, the first time our ratings for mobility were very low. And maybe now, maybe we've hit the benchmark. Maybe now we've exceeded the benchmark. Maybe we've gone d down the other way. But it's a great tool that you can take a look and see where are you now compared to where you started. And it's going to help you a lot as far as moving forward. Angelica just explained her process through the lens of an ideal strategic planning process. But as we all know, that's not always the case. Sometimes the best way to learn is from failure. Angelica now shares a story about a community that stumbled during the process. This story emphasizes why engagement and education are important parts of any strategic planning endeavor. For privacy reasons, she's not sharing the name of the community. But what happened is there was a community a, that had an idea. They wanted to move forward with a particular initiative. And they had talked amongst themselves about this initiative and thought, this is what we need. This is going to be great. Let's do this. Let's, let's make this happen. Oh, but we should probably also get some kind of resident input. It's going to be great. They're going to love this. And they're going to agree with us, of course. And this is going to be a big win for us. So they already went through the process of allocating how they were going to do their budgeting, kind of coming up with some ideas on how they're going to move some things around maybe and coming up with how they're going to get started, even coming up with dates and everything to get started with this initiative that they had in mind. And they were getting ready to get going. The only thing is that they needed, the one missing piece that they felt like they needed was the resident input and how are they going to take it. So they conducted a survey on their own and asked a question to ask the residents, would you support this initiative, yes or no? And then when they got their results back, they were very shocked and surprised and not in a good way. Turns out that the vast majority of their residents did not support that initiative, even though they had already started moving forward on it. So what happened there is they lost a lot of their residents' trust. Their residents felt like, well, why did you even bother to ask me this if my opinion wasn't going to matter or my neighbor's opinions weren't even going to matter? You were moving forward anyways. As Angelica illustrated, this community engaged without a plan for how they were going to use that engagement. One way to overcome this is to make sure to close the loop on the communication. Angelica explains. So once you're all done with everything, maybe you've enacted something, maybe you didn't, uh, whatever it is that you did, you need to go back and communicate with the community what happened. Let them know, here were the results of this survey, for example, and here is what you know, maybe have a link on your website where the results are there and everyone can go and take a look. Maybe you write, I love this idea. Some communities write articles, blog articles or news articles on their own page where they're telling their own story and they're put, putting it on their own websites and then promoting those through social media and other means. And then they are sharing highlights. Sometimes they make these beautiful infographics that I just love where that you can see, all right, here's what the data said. 
something that I can share with my community and let them know, here's what you said. And then you want to tell them, here's what we are doing with this. So you said that parks and recreation were very important to you in this particular community. So we heard you. So we are going to allocate some funds into our parks and recreation programs. And we are going to move forward with this. You said you wanted more events, perhaps. Maybe you wanted more social events and places to hang out in your community. Well, we heard you. And we are going to start a new festival. We're going to start a music festival this, this summer. Things like that. So communicating, here's what you said. We were listening. And here's what we're doing with it. So if you can commu communicate that and close that feedback loop, you're going to find yourself in a much better space. To close out this episode, we want to highlight a common theme with both segments. Communication. Communication will help build a stronger strategic plan and help you accomplish that vision for your organization and community. If you communicate and have two-way communication, not just throwing ads at them or... See, that's one thing that when people who don't want to do communication, they think that it's just, let's just throw one-way communication at people, not give them a chance to, to, to communicate back with us. Let's just uh, put throw up the agenda. Let's put a bullet point agenda on the website, and that's going to be our blog. Please don't do that. Actually, communicate with a story. Tell people a story. Tell people what matters and why it matters. Tell people who you are. Introduce yourself. They, people should know who their city manager is. They should know about the people behind, in the sanitation district and what, what their job is and, and why it's important. They should know you. And so if you are doing that, you're going to be, you'll find yourself connecting with people a lot better. And then you're going to find people more willing to trust their government, find people more willing to participate civically overall, and then find people, if you're doing a good job of communicating on a regular basis, they'll keep coming back for more because now they feel like they're building a relationship with you. And it's not just you throwing things at them or ignoring them. It's a relationship. And there's nothing more valuable than that. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you like Local Gov Life, please rate and review so other local government professionals can find us. You can find more on this episode's featured topic in the August issue of PM Magazine, in print or online at icma.org PM. You can also find related resources in the show notes or at icma.org podcast. And follow ICMA on our social media to comment on the podcast and continue the conversation. Thanks again to our sponsor, Spring City. And thank you for listening to ICMA's Local Gov Life. See you next time.